It's not just about mastering technology. It's not just about brand or messaging. It's not just about making more money. It's about showing up in a big way so your people can find you. This is about bringing your most wild and authentic self into the hustle and grind. Welcome to Tactical Magic, a business strategies podcast for the warrior goddess entrepreneur. Hey everyone, welcome back to Tactical Magic. Um, This is Molly Mandelberg, your host, and I have a awesome guest today, Amber Jane Arquette, who is an energy medicine practitioner and plant whisperer, which I'm sure you want to hear more about. Amber Jane grew up with an herbalist mother who trusted in the plants to such an extent that she decided against the norm to treat her daughter with herbal remedies for scarlet fever, appendicitis, and chronic ear infections. This set a foundation and belief system that Mother Nature truly provides for us in amazing ways. Some call her a modern medicine woman. Amber has the intuitive gift of talking with plants and has learned that they not only help us heal our bodies, they help heal our heart, mind, and soul. She is the author of a book called Plant Wisdom, Spiritual Messages from the Plant Kingdom, and she lives in Portland, Oregon, has a healing practice that combines energy medicine, high-frequency essential oils, and core shamanism. She speaks, teaches, and leads ritual to show people how to use the essential oils for spiritual growth and healing, and she has been learning from plants for a lifetime, leading ritual for a decade, and continued training for over four years in shamanic modalities, helping people recover misplaced, stuck, or lost life force energy so that they can feel whole and uplifted. Welcome to the show, Amber. Thank you, Molly, for having me. (laughs) I love these conversations. (laughs) Yeah, I love this too. And I love the work that you're doing in the world. I find it to be uh, plant medicine in general has been a huge um, support system in my own life from sitting in ceremony with real heavy duty plant medicine to just using essential oils in my daily life, like the amount of like healing and growth that can occur when we start to tune back into what nature has to offer us is amazing. And it's a little bit sad sometimes that I think it's not normal for people to just have access to that knowledge, but it's such a gift to have people out there like you that are advocating for returning back to nature and natural healing modalities Mm -hmm. as a supplement to the crazy Western medicine that we've um, evolved and created in this world. But I'm curious, how did you, I mean, we heard a little bit about your story about how you came to plant medicine, but how has it been using that as a tool for growing your business and using that? Mm-hmm. As yeah. yeah. Well, I love you use the word advocacy or advocate yeah. because I do feel like um, since I started getting more intuitive, um, communications with the oils via essential or with the plants via essential oils, I definitely started hearing more messages around how they could help us um, in our personal growth and our spiritual growth and uh, very much feel like they would like me to be an advocate for them (laughs) since Mm -hmm. uh, not everybody hears them, even though I feel like there is a possibility for people to um, hear in different ways. And we can talk more about that. But your question around how um, I use essential oils to kind of um, benefit my business or for me, it's like a um, integration of um, two loves in my life. Right. So I fell in love with the oils Mm -hmm. and the plants because I had 
definitely like grown up with herbs and natural ways. And I was always like a nature kid and my daughter still runs around the yard naked at eight years old. (laughs) We have a private yard, but, um, so I really relate to that. And even before this call, I went over to Mount Tabor park and just said hello to the trees and the fairies there, Mm -hmm. um, to reconnect with nature. And I, that's something that I've no, I've noticed in the world is that, and I feel this is part of like the symptom of, uh, corporate America is, uh, to me, a direct relation of this this bond that has been between um, nature and plants and the earth and humanity, and um, so I, that was my first love was, uh, or one of my first loves was, you know, the plants and how can we find um, how can the plants support us in our everyday lives, and and we already do that through food and lots of different ways, but how can it be a, a deeper and more rich relationship and this um, love for energy medicine and healing um, the soul and healing the spirit and helping us be vibrant, um, whole human beings, spirits in a human being body. And I actually had many coaches that said, pick one or the other, like do the oils or do your healing practice but you can't do both. And so um, I became really rebellious over that. And every time somebody said I had to pick between them, I was like, no way. These, I'm going to find a way to integrate these. And what I have found is that um, weaving the oils into my energy medicine practice is that it actually gave someone something physical to give to, or for me, give to my clients that helped them with integration of the session that I would give, but it also gave them something physical that that just happened one and that helps them come back to that space or the feelings or whatever. Cause often something miraculous can happen, especially with energy medicine, but even for coaches who maybe they're NLP coaches. So they're working with the brain and memory something really amazing can happen and then um, the pattern can come back. And what I noticed is the plants could help us release the pattern mm. and bring in in that energetic care. Yeah. So it's almost like two things are happening. One is the plant medicine supports the deepening of the transformation and the healing work. And then it also can be taken home as sort of a reminder of, yes, I chose that change. I went underwent that healing. Um, and I can, it's almost like anchoring the thing back in with that scent or that feeling of that oil. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I used to practice hypnotherapy and often at the end of a session, you want to sort of anchor that new change or that new choice into the person's body. So you'll create some sort of an anchor point. And I love that using an oil as an anchor point because mm-hmm. the olfactory sense of smell is such a powerful memory tool. So it is such a powerful smell. memory tool. Yeah. And when you have you know, therapeutic grade, then you're actually changing yourself on a, you know, in the biochemistry and the, you know, cellular system in our physical bodies, which radiates out to our energetic bodies. So for me, it's like such an easy way, you know, it's like you, it's not hard, like you don't have to remember or, um, you know, you don't have to go through a method. It's literally like picking up a scent and your body goes back to that 
to the intention and the anchor point. It's so cool. I also just want to acknowledge you for taking the information, like the universe is going to give you feedback of all kinds, but you had multiple coaches and people probably like a few steps ahead of you in business telling you it wasn't going to work that way, that you had to choose between your modalities. And I think a lot of people would take that information and then get disheartened or, you know, derailed by it. And you said, no, like you trusted your gut, you trusted your knowing and you went in your direction anyway. And that is how it's working out. I think that's beautiful. And I want anyone listening to this to know that there's a lot of business advice out there that's going to work for a lot of people. And you're knowing, trusting your instincts and knowing what you know is so much more important than anything else anyone can ever tell you. So anytime you get business advice, check, is that true for me? If it's not, leave it, leave it at the door. Don't take that with you. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be yours just because it's true for most people. And I think when it comes down to like having a niche and knowing who you work with, it's much less about the modality as the change that people want to come in for. So if you're broadcasting about the change, the transformation that you facilitate, it doesn't matter if you have two tools when they come in the door, like great, have five tools when they come in the door because you're not marketing your modality, you're marketing the transformation. And that's the distinction, yeah. I think, that that's why mm-hmm. it can work is because you still have a niche, you still have a focus, and that's beyond the distinction between the two modalities themselves. So Yeah, so. yeah, completely. I like that you talk about or that you bring that up because um, following our intuition, it's like trusting <laughs> and that the uncommon choice or the loudest voice may be in the room and, you know, what may look like a detour or something totally crazy and out of the norm can be exactly what aligns you to what you're wanting to fulfill in your life or what goal you're going for. Yeah. Like for example, I was just telling this story the other day as I had um, a male coach and nothing against males because I think that he helped me so much speak very clearly and advocate for myself and what I was doing. Um, and he had a lot of belief in what I was wanting to present to the world. But one of the things that he wanted to talk about with marketing um, was like all the steps I needed to do and like all, like how I had to hit the pavement and like work really hard to like get myself out there. And I looked at him and I was like, mm, you know, if we're manifesting, like I would like to be word of mouth. Like I would like people to just, recommend me Mm -hmm. and he was like oh no that can't happen like that's not the way it works like you have to get your voice out there and be really loud so people can hear you and I definitely know that there's a balance in marketing like I'm going to start working with you which I'm really excited to Mm -hmm. um marketing definitely has its place and you can be really smart about it but I also do now get a lot of referrals and I love to work in that that is like feels so good to me. Like I love networking and referring people to people and people referring to me. And I like partnering with practitioners and also showing how they can amplify the message or the, um, you know, the goal of their, um, business with the oils. And so I, right now I'm working with a few coaches on how to do just that, like integrating the oils into their business so they too can have another tool that right now makes them super unique and can really help and nourish their clients. 
Yeah. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and there is a place for the broadcasting and there's also so many ways to facilitate greater word of mouth and more mm-hmm. referrals in your life and your business. And that's actually an amazing sign of a business going well, in my opinion, is when people are referring to you. When you're, most of your client base is from referrals, that means you're serving your clients really freaking well because it's yeah, that's what I want. For new clients. Yeah. More so of that. <laughs> more of that. I'll have more of that too. I, I do get a lot of referrals from other um, past clients who send people my way. And those are the most yeah. fun because they're already warmed up. They're already a contact. Mm-hmm. It's a really great way to do businesses and, and it's okay to ask your clients for referrals and it's okay to mm-hmm. remind them like, Hey, you get an extra session. If you send a new client my way, like there's yeah. nothing wrong with incentivizing that the people who are already your raving fans are the best mm-hmm. people to be talking about your work. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, and it, to me, it dives in or like taps into those natural frequencies of reciprocity and, you know, sharing and nurturing and generosity and abundance. Like yeah. to me, I, I am really, yeah, I'm really excited about fostering my business that way with that kind of, um, those kind of frequencies flowing through my business. I love that. So I'm going to meander back to this plant work stuff. So I've read two books in my life when I was actually very young. One was The Magic of Findhorn, which if anybody hasn't read it, it's all about a farm in the northern, like above the Arctic Circle in Scotland, where people were sort of channeling wisdom and they were guided to start this farm, basically in like sand dunes where winters are really, really harsh and nothing really vegetable wise should be able to grow there other than like potatoes, maybe. And they were led by these spirits of the plants to start planting things there. And they were having ridiculous like garden success of like 40 pound cabbages and just giant vegetables growing because they were working intimately in conversation and communion with the devas of the plants which whether or not you believe in spirits and devas and fairies and gods of plants or whatever, um, this was almost like undeniable evidence that if you are communicating with these beings that you can um, have like huge growth in a garden where you might not otherwise be able to grow anything. And another book I read was called, I think, Behaving as if the God in all life mattered. And this was about a woman in America who sort of ended up living in the woods. Um, her husband commuted really far away to uh, go to work every day and she worked from home. So she found herself in the woods planting a garden for them, like homesteading and had undeniable experiences of receiving the energy of these plants and communicating and again, communing with them so that she could have um, like proliferous garden and feed them as they lived out in the woods. And those two books have so sat with me and struck me that most people are not aware that there are that plants have consciousness and this is maybe way too far out and woo for some of the people listening to this but it's called tactical magic so if you're listening to this podcast you can accept a little bit of the woo but i'm curious because you are in communion with plant energies like that what was that unfolding like for you how do you communicate with them like what has that added to your own intuition about your life and how you navigate the world? Like give us a little bit of that. Yeah. 
um, well, it's definitely a journey, right? Because it's learning, um, learning about yourself and also doing the more self-work that we do and the, and the personal healing we have, I feel like the more um, in touch we are to those intuitive gifts or those gifts that doesn't, like in our culture, don't, we don't have a lot of language for it. So it's great if you are feeling highly sensitive or you're feeling intuitive to seek out people who are using the language around this so that you can understand yourself a bit more. Mm -hmm. So for me, it really started, um, with, uh, I mean, growing up, I used to just walk in the forest and like tell, you know, flowers, like how beautiful they were. And I'd come over and I'd giggle with them. And, Mm -hmm. um, And I would look at the leaves and I'd just be like, wow, it's amazing how, you know, each one is so individual and, you know, just look at the trees. And so for me, it was kind of acknowledging and having that relationship of appreciation because just like us as human beings, we want to be acknowledged and we want to be in relationship. And I think that anything that has a consciousness also wants that. And then um, I started using uh, doTERRA essential oils specifically. And I remember this one day, and I wrote, wrote it in my book, Plant Wisdom, um, where I had them all up on a shelf. And I heard this like angel choir, or, like this really high light, like choir singing. And I was like, oh my gosh, am I like weirding out? Is this some weird episode? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I realized that I think it's coming from these oils because at that time I was already feeling a lot of spirit behind the oils. I was feeling a lot of energy. And at the time I didn't really know how to identify it. But now I understand that like there are so many different frequencies like uh, radio bands in the, you know, in the universe and, or in the world. Let's, let's keep it small in the world. And uh, that plants have different types of frequency and frequency to me is like just an energy broadcast. So like you can really feel it when you enter a room of somebody's angry um, and they have an energy broadcast of anger. And so you feel the tenseness or if somebody's, you know, runs to you with great joy, you can feel that energy broadcast, that frequency of happiness. So I was feeling all this from the plants and started um, and then it progressed to where when I was sitting with someone, um, like a plant would walk up and kind of tap me on the shoulder. And the way that that looked, so the one thing that I'm wanting to teach, and I actually have a course coming up October 22nd, but one thing I want to help people with is discernment because there are many different ways to receive information. You know, some people are visual, some people have a knowing, some people hear things, some people see things. So there's just being able to discern like what's your type of intuition and how is the information, like even your own inner guidance and wisdom coming to you? You know, do you feel tingly in your gut? One woman the other day said her palms went cold every time that her intuition is talking to her. Um, So for me, it was like um, this feeling of lavender would come into the room and say, I can help this person. And at first I was, like, oh, that's funny. My imagination is super wild. Um, and then I started noticing that when the plants would kind of come up and tap me on the shoulder, it was exactly what was needed. 
like if someone was uh, dealing with a broken heart, like Geranium would come up and say, I really want to soothe them and help them know that it's all okay. Mm-hmm. And I'd give them Geranium and they just be like, oh my gosh, thank you. That feels so good. Mm-hmm. So uh, me being a very curious person, I was like, well, I want to dive further into this. Like what's happening here? Am I really communicating with the plants? Um, and at the time, it, and well, currently too, I've been training under three different shamans that use um, shamanic drum journey. Mm-hmm. So we, we don't use ayahuasca, but we use um, a certain drum beat that allows us to go into that shamanic consciousness or like very meditative, deep meditative space mm-hmm. and have that direct connection to divine wisdom or that intuitive connection. And so I was like, well, if we can go on this journey to get this intuitive guidance, why couldn't I go on this journey and talk with the plants? Maybe they have something bigger to say. Because if they already help us with our physical bodies and they're already soothing our emotions, what could they help us with our spiritual and energetic bodies? Mm-hmm. And that's like the basis of my book. So I would dive into these deep, deep meditative states. And I would go to lavender and lavender. I'm going to, I'll tell you a validation story in just a second, but, um, cause it was one of the first ones I, I went to and lavender told me all about, um, writing in on the frequency of the angels and, and bringing in the blessing fields and just this beautiful, um, you know, just energy of blessings and I, and it was at a time where I was still very doubtful of myself, like, okay, I'll write this down. Maybe I'll put it in a blog or maybe I'll tell my closest friends. Mm-hmm. And then that week I um, was talking to a Ch- Cherokee woman about drum making. And she said, did you put some lavender on the new drum you made? And I was like, oh no, why would I do that? And she said, well, in our culture, lavender is the is the blessing you give the drum. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's what Lavender just told me. That was validation. You know, that's what I love about the universe is we get those signs that like, it may be weird. Again, going back to that intuitive choices, even in your business, it may look like the weird choice or the off choice or, or the detour, but truly it's, you know. The message that's trying to come through. Yeah, the messages are trying to come through. Yeah, and so I feel like that's a great just message to the world also. Like, there is so much information that's coming at you. And we've been taught in this reality that if it isn't coming at you through facts and books and media platforms that can be trusted, fake news, hashtag fake news, that it's not valid. And where have we, like, so bastardized our own knowing and our own connection to nature that that kind of communication and intuition and um, information is not trustworthy to us. Like, why would you not trust the things in your own heart and your own mind over everything else that's coming at you? Where has that been made not right or not okay? Or, you know, Mm -hmm. where have we, I am sure there's some part of it that's like the cellular memory of witch burnings where we don't want to trust that. We don't want to trust that magic because we'll be put uh, to death for it. But mm-hmm. we don't die this lifetime. And the truth is there's a lot of information coming at us in so many different forms, even just like a feeling of I shouldn't walk that way down the street. I'm going to turn here and go this way instead. Mm-hmm. Like trust that knowing, trust that 
inner guidance. And if it's calling to you to listen, listen. Otherwise you might get, you know, a two by four to the head instead of the gentle mm -hmm. choir singing, telling you about lavender. Like yeah. the, the more you listen, the less aggressive those messages have to become to be heard by you. Um, mm -hmm. It's so valuable yeah. to cultivate that inner knowing and that trusting. I love that you said they sounded like a choir singing and I can like see the oils above your head yeah. on your wall right now. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> They're happy there together. Um, I love that you bring up the word trust and that conversation of trust because this is a conversation I've been having in my head and talking with a few people about. So one of the connections that I'm seeing right now really clearly is that when we like disregard or ignore or even, you know, tell ourselves that are silly when that intuitive voice comes up to give us information what I'm noticing as a byproduct, there's this trust that's being broken down inside of us. Like we are then not trusting ourselves and we're not trusting in something bigger than ourselves, whether that be God or the universe or the cosmos. And, and uh, it just feels so it, it then feels like we're giving away our power to an authoritative voice outside of us. And so I feel like the more that we acknowledge, respond, and take action on our intuition, the more inner trust we're going to have with ourselves and the belief that like we know how to navigate, yeah. you know, and it's, and it's so great to get the information and guidance. But again, like you said, like discerning through that, like which pieces do you pick up and which pieces like don't, don't resonate with you. Yeah. So and I'm hoping that I can help people or my intention is to help people like rebuild that trust in that inner relationship. So then intuition can come in even faster and easier and, and, and with a louder. More amazing could this life and your reality individually get if we were willing to go there and learn that? And how amazing that you're guiding people to go and learn that and trust themselves more. I think yeah. you, you really hit it on the head at the beginning of this conversation, too, which is that acknowledgement piece. When you do have an intuitive knowing and you find that it was true or right or correct, even if it was finding it because you didn't go that way and you wish you had when that intuitive knowing came up, acknowledging it, saying, okay, I heard that and I didn't go that way, or I heard that and look at how it worked out. That acknowledgement of I'm listening, I know it, I, I received that message and I saw evidence that it was a real true moment of guidance. Um, that acknowledgement is so key, I think, in letting the volume turn up on that listening too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. And even going back to it, I think there's this thing where we think sometimes like, oh, the, the magic only happens in that one moment. Whereas even um, in, a in one instance, I was felt like I needed to say something to a crowd of people. And I held myself back thinking that one, I didn't give myself permission, right, to step up and say what needed to be said. Mm -hmm. But uh, we went on a break and then everybody came back. And th at that point, I was like, no, I really need to stand up and say this. So even though I maybe didn't get it in the perfect moment, just to repair that, like, okay, I heard you intuition. No, I really do need to say this. Right. I, I did it at a later point. So I, I feel like that counts too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because you, you were then hearing that voice of 
I'm not listening to you. I want to listen to you. Okay, I'm willing to do it now and stand up and do it. Yeah, I have to to practice. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's a practice. It's a going back and forth and watching what occurs when you do or don't listen to it. There was one time I was driving um, through Eagle Creek, I believe it's called, in Southern Oregon. And this is a place with like so many deer and elk and just wildlife that cross the road so much. And I was driving at night and I had this flash of the face of a deer coming into my headlight. And I was like, that was weird. Don't want to manifest that. And about 10 seconds later, that face of a real deer showed up in my headlight and I hit the brakes and I swerved and the deer like turned also and like sort of hit the side of my car with the side of its hip and ran off and was fine. But if I had that vision and then didn't slow down and that was a moment for me of like, hey, tap, tap, like, hey, when you see stuff like that. It might, it might be real. So like, listen, and now mm-hmm. if, I, if I'm going to have a, it gives me goosebumps to talk about it, but if something like that is going to show up, even just as a passing like flash of awareness, I'm going to say, okay, what, what needs to change here? And do I need to slow down? Is something about to occur? Um, not to say I need to be more cautious and safe and not just move forward through my life, but pay attention to the information that's coming at you. And if it's not clear or you don't trust it, then find someone like Amber Jane who can guide you to that place of trusting and knowing. And Mm -hmm. it's a game. It's a guess and check. It's a listening and knowing and acting, changing your behavior, being willing to stand up and say something, being willing to slow down a little bit on that country road. Um, And, you know, we'll, we'll disobey it and see what happens enough times until we start wanting to actually listen to it. Um, but it's a magical thing. So I want people to be able to get in touch with you. What's the best way? Is there a website or a landing page that you'd like people to go check out? Yeah, I have a website at www.amberjanehealing.com. And, um, I do private sessions. I have a Facebook group called spirit and oils where I talk about spiritual concepts and I talk about how to use oils and in that spiritual realm. And then uh, my book is on uh, my book. My husband did the art. (laughs) Um, Maybe we can get a link to that and put that in the description. Sure. That's on Amazon. And on October 22nd, I'm starting an eight-week program where you actually get the book, 10 Essential Oils, and weekly calls with me where we do just that. We turn up the volume on your intuition. We give you daily practices. So that you can start connecting back into um, that connection with the plant wisdom, nature, yourself. So I'm excited. I love that. that. And for anybody listening later than October 22nd, I'm sure that class is going to occur again in the future. So be be sure to go to online.com. Yeah. And check that out for a future date. Is there anything, any last words of wisdom you want people to here. You know what I thought of today as I was walking through um, the trees and I just, uh, I've been tapping into fairy energy more and more and really noticing how they show up in my life. Um, I never thought that I could see or be a part of the fairy world because I have some friends who are deep in fairy land. <laughs> and um, I was reminded today about how really like our imagination, like I grew up with 
um, even my, my, you know, parents, especially my dad, he always said, like, you have such a big imagination. Um, and it was this kind of thing that I was, um, you know, I took on was like a horrible, a bad thing that I wasn't grounded in the world. And I had a wild imagination. I made things up all the time. And I have come to believe that spirit speaks to us through our imagination. And when we imagine that there might be little fairies dancing around us, that that is really their, like one of the channels, one of the ways that they can speak to us through our imagination. And so I just really invite people, like when your imagination comes up, when you imagine a deer flash in front of your headlights, like that's receiving the message. And so play with that and cultivate that and never think that your imagination is too wild. Yes. I love that. Imagine away. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Thank you Imagine so with your wild heart. <laughs> yes. With your wild heart indeed. Yes. And, and with the plant wisdom too. Thank you so yeah. much for being on the show today, Amber Jane. And thank you all for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe or comment or share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it because we love that referral connections. Um, and stay tuned next week for another episode of Tactical Magic. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Tactical Magic. To find out more, please visit our website, wildheartsriseup.com. Be sure to take a second and subscribe to the show and come back next week for another edition of Tactical Magic. <laughs>